Email marketing is the most powerful selling tool I know, but so many of us find it time consuming, complicated, maybe even a little bit scary. So good news, because today I am chatting with Liz Wilcox, who is going to help us with all of that. She is all about simplifying all things email marketing, and she's even sharing with us how to write emails in 20 minutes or less. Buckle up, because this is a juicy one. Welcome to the Soulful Sales Show, where we talk about believing in the value of your offers, getting them in front of your right people, and selling more of what you do in your unique way. Hi, and welcome back to the Soulful Sales Show, where we are about to dive into a topic that is very close to my heart, email marketing. So today's guest is Liz Wilcox, the fresh princess of email marketing. Liz is an email strategist and keynote speaker showing small businesses how to build online relationships, package up their magic and turn it into emails that people want to read and most importantly, purchase from. And if you hate writing emails, you are going to want to join her $9 a month email template membership used by over 3,500 online businesses. You can find more about that at lizwilcox.com. Liz also has a very special free gift for Soulful Sales Show listeners. Get everything you need to build a list of buyers. Seriously, one entirely written for you welcome sequence three newsletter templates so you can feel comfortable knowing how to follow up each week and 52 subject lines so that you never have to write an email from scratch again. You can go and get all of that stuff at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash Liz Freebie, all one word, ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash Liz Freebie. Anyway, like I said, this is going to be a really, really helpful episode for so many of you. Liz is sharing all of her secrets to simplifying email marketing and writing emails quickly and painlessly. So yeah, enjoy. Okay, Liz, I want to start with the big question. What do you wish more people knew about selling by email? What I wish more people knew about selling with email is that you can actually be really direct. You can just say, hey, I've got this thing for sale today. (laughs) Here's why I think you should buy it. I think a lot of marketers, and I I guess I'm saying this with love, (laughs) uh, we try to make it complicated so that you buy our high ticket stuff, but really email itself is this human to human experience, right? It's I'm just a human writing to another human. And that's all, you know, selling really should be. Uh, marketers over the last hundred years have made it this really complicated thing. Oh, you have to tell a story and start in the middle of your story and, you know, open loop, close loop, all this stuff that, you know, you and me, it's like, wait, what? You know, I didn't, I didn't go to business school. I don't have a degree in marketing. Um, but when you think about email from this perspective of, oh, I'm just Liz writing to Ruth. And maybe there are a lot of Ruths on my email list. Like, what what do I need to say to Ruth? Or what do I need to say to Judy? What do I need to say to Shahara, right? Um, That's where I find a lot of people drop the ball with selling in particular. It's like, oh, I'm trying to do this marketer thing. It's like, well, maybe you're not a marketer. Maybe you're just a person trying to, you know, sell your program. Maybe you're just a person trying to reach Liz who you know needs help with your service. How would you write your email that way from that lens? 
I love that. And I would say that you, because let's just back up a bit and, and share why you are proof that you don't need to be this perfect marketer in order to sell effectively and connect effectively with your people by email. Yeah. So when I started, I was an RV travel blogger and I didn't even know, I don't even know if I knew the word marketing, right? <laughs> I just knew that I was a person that I wanted other people to read their blogs and, and, you know, read like, you know, I, I wrote a book, I wanted you to buy it. And I wasn't coming at it from, oh, you know, what do marketers say about this? I was coming at it from like, what feels good to me? If I know John is on my email list, what does John need to hear to buy this book? And really it was all about just, you know, moving energy towards that, like just having fun and being excited. And, you know, now I'm in this different business and sometimes I have to be a little more serious <laughs> than when I was talking about RV travel. Um, but I'm really just thinking about uh, these people. And as far as proof that it works, uh, I mean, I have almost 4,000 people in my membership. My very first uh, book, y'all, I never would have written this book if it wasn't for my audience, who that's who I was making products for. It was a book about poop. And <laughs> I don't even really like talking about it, but I knew my people were feeling like they were the only ones uh, that were struggling with RV travel life. And so I wrote a book about crappy stories and people bought it because uh, they connected with it and, you know, it made something like $7,000 in the first few uh, months, right? I never would have written that book if it wasn't for my people. Um, with my current email list, I have over 50% customers. Like these solutions work. I was just talking to one of my members uh, the other day and he launched his membership. He's, uh, he's just a dad who draws and he has a drawing membership. I think it's, you know, 10 or 20 bucks a month, something like that. And he's just being incredibly direct. I actually signed up for his email list to get a feel for what he was doing because he said it was working. I was like, well, what is he doing actually? And I said, oh, he's just being direct. Hey, I'm a, his business, a dad who draws. How much more direct is that? Right. And he's saying, you know, Hey, I love to draw. I gave up on my dream of being an animator. Um, but now, you know, I want to help you draw whatever, whatever reason you have for drawing and, you know, we're going to go live, we're going to do this and that. And he's just being incredibly direct. And I find, especially, you know, at the time of this recording, it's almost 2024 people need directness, right? They don't like, we see through the marketing fluff, right? We know when people are trying to sell to us. And it's not that we don't like buying stuff. We love buying stuff. <laughs> There's a reason why we're most of us are in debt, right? We love to buy, but nobody wants to be sold to. So when you can just be direct in your marketing, I find that things really take off for you. Um, and, you know, I have lots of people in my membership that are proof po positive of this on top of, you know, my own business. Yeah, I love that. And I know that in my audience, I have a lot of people who really, really care about the people that they are writing to, the people that they are selling to. And I feel that sometimes they are afraid to be direct because they're afraid of annoying their people, of being pushy to their people. What would you say to these people who really, really care and really want to make sure that their marketing and their selling is in alignment with their values? 
Yeah. Well, number one, just know you're not alone. Email is emotional, right? Most people do it really badly, which is why it feels so sucky, right? It's like, oh gosh, my inbox is flooded. How did this spam get in here? Or maybe you come from a corporate background uh, and you know, email was the bane of your existence in that job, right? It was like, why is this guy emailing me the, for the third time today? So email can feel really emotional. It can feel like Ruth said, oh, I don't want to annoy this person. But I'll actually counter and say, when you're direct, it's refreshing in the inbox, right? How many times do you get an email from a marketer and it's kind of this runaround of, oh, you know, I was at the beach with my daughter and she tripped and fell and her scab and suddenly they're upselling you to a $5,000 program and you're like, what? Like, why didn't you just get to the point, right? Like, why are you trying to pull all these emotions out of me? Um, and so when you can be direct, when you can share what Ruth just said, I really, really care about you. That's why I'm going to get to the point here. I've got three slots or, you know, whatever, like, here's what I'm doing to invest in you, right? So being direct can also share how you're invested. So you want to share that you are invested in the vision you have for your potential clients, right? So I want you to make money with email. That's all I care about, right? I don't care about your podcast. No offense, Ruth. I don't care about your Instagram account. I don't care about dot, dot, dot. All I care about is you making money with email. And so in my newsletters, in my sales emails, I'm telling people constantly how I'm invested in that vision for them. You know, oh, I just spent two hours on a webinar learning about, you know, Google updates. Oh, I just found this article uh, you know, helping you dissect analytics. I think you should read it. Oh, I just wrote this blog post uh, for you to learn how to, you know, sell with ease and be direct, right? All of these things are showing like, hey, I care about you making money with email. I'm invested in this for you so that, you know, when it comes to selling, hey, remember, I'm the guy who wrote the blog post who, you know, went to the webinar, who read the book, who did this, who did that. Now I want you to come over here into my membership, uh, into my group program, you know, whatever, right? So sharing in your emails, you know, being direct on how you're invested in them also is going to help them invest back into you. When you say, hey, I've been doing this for six months. I've been working on this for six months. I'd love for you to join. Uh, you know, that works really, really well. I love that. And I think something you touched on was this idea of not, not telling a really roundabout way of selling, not doing a really roundabout way of selling through storytelling. And this is not like you don't teach people to use storytelling in their marketing. What do you recommend instead? Because I know a lot of people in their email marketing are telling these kind of stories, right? Yeah. Well, let me let me just say storytelling absolutely it works, right? And if you've got an amazing story to tell, definitely share it. And when it comes to selling, yeah, you want to put in, you know, a story or two if they're really good, right? If you think, "Oh, yes, this is exactly the message that I need to put out today." But, you know, for the rest of the times where it's like, "Oh, what do I say to these people?" Yeah, you absolutely uh, need to be more direct. And something that I teach is just a quick 
you know, 20 minute newsletter framework. So, you know, set up the greeting and I'm going to give it to you right now. I know you're doing dishes, maybe you're driving, you know, come back to this, right? Uh, but it's really simple. Just give a greeting, give that short personal update instead of a story. So this is just two to three sentences of something you've done since the last time you emailed. Now go back to what I said about investing. Think about what have you done that's invested in the vision you have for your people. Maybe you went to a webinar, you wrote a blog post, uh, something like that. Or it could just be personal, right? Because people buy from people they trust. And in order to gain some of that trust, you know, they need to know and like you first. So it could be, you know, hey, I went to this conference or it could be, hey, my refrigerator broke. Both of them have equal weight and you should do them, uh, you know, in like, I don't know. I wanted to say like in symphony with each other, but, you know, weave them in and out. So again, greeting personal update and then just segue into the content. If you suck at segueing, if this is where you start to get anxiety, just hit the caps lock button on your keyboard and type in anyway, dot, dot, dot. What I really wanted to talk to you about today is, you know, my new blog post, two openings for my group program. Uh, my group program, the wait list is going to start in a couple days. You know, here's what you need to know uh, on, or here's who should join uh, the wait list, right? And so again, it's just really simple. It's not storytelling, right? It's not start in the middle and, you know, open hook and, you know, more tomorrow or whatever they're teaching nowadays. If you have a story like that, again, definitely use it. But for the rest of the time, just get in, get to the point and get out of there, right? That's that's what I teach. I love that so much. Like that that little section at the start, I feel like is really great for actually to, to kind of quote what you said earlier, connect human to human on the email. And then the rest of it, just be direct, get to the point. I feel, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes like my clients are asking me about their emails and stuff and I look at them and they're like, they're burying what it is that they really want to say and just being really apologetic about it. Um, so I love that you've just given a framework for being direct and doing it in a way that still connects. And this thing about 20 minutes, I just want to talk a little bit more about because I know there'll be some people listening to this and they'll be like, no way can I do that in 20 minutes? What do you have to say to them? Yet. Maybe you can't do it yet because you're a perfectionist or you have, uh, you know, that editing problem, right? Where it's like, oh, I type a few things, hit backspace, 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 right? Maybe we need to take that key off of the keyboard for a little bit. Um, but really, I, I invite you to challenge yourself. I invite you to remember that email is consent-based. These people that are on your email list consented to be there. And fortunately for them and you, they have the unsubscribe button. If they don't like it, they are very free to get off the bus, right? And so let that be freeing for you, those two things, like emails consent-based. Ruth and Liz said they wanted to be on my email list. They said they wanted to hear more about XYZ from me, right? And also like, I'm going to write this email from the perspective of what I want to say and if they don't like it, you know, they're free to hop off the bus, right? We don't want to keep anyone there that isn't 
you know, that isn't meant to be, right? Especially if we we need to sell. We have bellies. We have electric bills. Uh, maybe some of us have kids uh, that also have bellies and electric bills, right? Like we we need to be in business. And so as far as being unapologetic, uh, you know, remembering like these people consented to hear from you. Um, they have the unsubscribe button and, you know, you have a stomach that needs to be fed, dot, 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 et cetera. Um, you know, let that be your guide to just follow that format. Again, greeting, personal update, segue into the content. If you're feeling froggy, you can add, you know, a little note of gratitude. By the way, thanks for reading this today. It means a lot to me. Okay, bye, Ruth, you know, XOXO, however you would sign off. And so, you know, I invite you with that lens, set a timer, 20 minutes, see how far you get. Uh, and again, maybe you didn't get 20 minutes yet, but that's everything, right? You've got to start practicing. A baby doesn't, you know, run a marathon. They got to start walking. They got to, you know, grow their legs. They have to, you know, crawl first, et cetera. That's the same with you. Maybe you can't get 20 minutes yet, but I know you can get there. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you shared about, you know, it's consent-based. I always, it's usually in, in periods of launching or in sending extra emails that sometimes I can get in my head about it. And I always, that is always the thing that I come back to remind myself about. Sometimes I'll even create a little automation in ConvertKit where they can opt out of the current launch. In my experience, a lot of people don't use that. They either unsubscribe or they stay. But for me, I mean, obviously some people use it. And for me, it's just really helpful to know that I've given them the option. And then I can unapologetically and show up and say exactly what I want to say about my offer, which sometimes means like daily emails. And when I send daily emails, it also means daily unsubscribes and that's okay. And actually I, I was wondering about this because I'm pretty sure when we spoke um, for you were part of my soulful sales summit, I think you said you were experimenting with sending daily emails. I don't know how long was it for a month or something. I would love to hear more about your experience doing that. What did it bring up for you? Um, how did it benefit your business or was there anything tricky about it? Yeah. So if you didn't attend the summit or you can't remember, I definitely did daily emails going from a weekly newsletter to a daily email. And what I want to say uh, that segues really well into what we were just talking about is set expectations. If you're going to, you know, send out five days of launch emails, tell them, you know, three, four weeks in advance. Hey, this launch is coming up. I'm going to send some daily emails a couple weeks later. Hey, don't forget the launch is coming up. You're going to get more emails than normal. So that's exactly what I did with the daily emails. I said, hey, uh, you know, it's the end of the year. I really want you to take your email marketing seriously. I'm going to send you a daily email uh, for the next two months or so, uh, you know, giving you some tips and strategies and some, you know, mindset uh, rewirings or, you know, I'm sure I said it more. I'm sure I said it better in there. Anyway, uh, it went really well, actually. I did it for the purpose of my Black Friday launch, uh, you know, 2023 was a really weird year, especially the last half of the year uh, for us in business and things felt slow. So I felt like I needed to kind of up the ante and really show my people 
that I was dedicated to them, that I was showing up, showing out. I was invested in them. Remember, we talked about that a few minutes ago. And so every single day I sent out a newsletter, uh, you know, hey, have you ever thought about it this way? You know, just a thought, bye. Or, you know, hey, here's your action today. If you didn't send your weekly newsletter, here's your reminder. If you, you know, have never done a cold scrub, here's your reminder with instructions, et cetera. And it went really well. And I ended up uh, having a great Black Friday. It wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be um, when I projected my numbers from the last three years, but it was definitely, um, you know, growth. I definitely made more money than I made last year. Um, it was actually my largest month ever in business. And so it was definitely a win. And I do attribute the daily emails to that. What didn't happen, and this might shock you. So if you're driving, brace yourself. My open rate did not go down. My unsubscribes really didn't go down. Of course, like Ruth said, you email daily, you get unsubscribes daily. But those people, you know, they just weren't ready to commit to email. I wasn't saying anything controversial in those emails. I was giving them daily tips and action steps. They weren't ready. So they opted out. That's fine, right? And so, you know, I, I didn't get my open rate down. My unsubscribe rate wasn't like through the roof, um, you know, but what happened is I made more sales. I had more conversations with people and I was able to have a Black Friday that I could be proud of, um, which I saw a lot, you know, around the internet streets and Facebook groups and stuff. A lot of people uh, said that their Black Friday sales were disappointing. So I really, uh, I loved the daily emails and I definitely, I have a big calendar behind me. It's on the floor. I'm definitely doing the exact same thing uh, next Q4. Oh, I love that you're already planning to do it again. And I think that that's a really helpful reminder to people who are like, oh, if I email more, I'm going to annoy people more. My unsubscribe is going to go up and all of this. And that's just firstly a great example of, well, try it and see what happens. Um, and obviously in your experience, it worked out really well. Um, I imagine also for the people who are, I mean, I know that this would be true for the people who get overwhelmed or get in their heads about like writing the perfect email and taking way longer than those 20 minutes actually challenging themselves to whatever their version of that is it might not be a daily email um would really really help with the practice of that i actually did that myself with like reels and tiktoks for a while and it taught me so much about just saying the thing don't overthink it just get on the video say the thing it was so helpful for me i love what ruth just said like just say the thing and as far as the daily emails go you might think oh you know that must have been so much work y'all I literally went to Instagram and copy and pasted all the captions I had. Again, daily emails. I'm not telling a story. I'm not, you know, every email probably took me less than 10 minutes to write because I just went to the content I already had, right? Like Ruth could do a daily email if she's been doing those TikToks and Instagrams. She's probably got, you know, at least half a year's, uh, you know, content for the emails, and so, you know, what I'm doing over on Instagram, I was like, oh, well, this is actually great for everyone. Why am I not sending this out to my entire list? Because my list is actually uh, at least two, two times as large as my Instagram account. And so I just sent those over 
And sometimes I'd even put the Instagram posts, like if you, if you need a visual of this, you know, check it out over here. And so I would just copy and paste, kind of zhuzh it up for email, right? Um, and then hit send. So it was actually, I wrote something like 40 days worth of daily emails um, on a plane ride that was like four hours long. Oh, I love that so much. And I love what you said about repurposing, because I think, firstly, I know something I've talked to a few people about is like, they think that for some reason that emails have to be wildly different to their social media posts and they, and they don't, they can, you can use the same content. And even if your social media following is as big or bigger than your email list, like only a fraction of your people are actually seeing your posts. I know that my reach on Instagram has just tanked and I just, you know, if, if there's something that I've shared that is worth reading then I want to share it in all the places um so Amen. I'm a big fan of repurposing and actually one of the the questions I was going to talk to you about was how people with limited energy um maybe they are managing a chronic illness or you know got young kids or whatever can make this all work for them but I, I mean I think that you've said so much about that already if you have anything else to add please do yeah, I think the, I mean, on top of some of the tactics I've already given you, just surrender, <laughs> just surrender and do what you can when you can and inject that into your brand and your business and your emails and your social media. And just again, going back to what we said at the top of the hour, be direct with your audience. I have a chronic illness. I can't always email you on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. I'm doing my best. Right. And you might think, oh, that's that's vulnerable or that's too much, you know, so tone it down if you would like. But, you know, just surrender to the fact that you can only do what you can do. And for me, that's how I got into email. I don't have a chronic illness, but when I started my business, I was living in 200 square feet. I didn't even have Internet on my phone. I had a toddler. I uh, was dealing with a husband who had just came home from 12 months in Afghanistan. And so I had a lot, I could only do what I could do. And I had to go to libraries and Lowe's parking lots to steal internet, to upload blog posts. I mean, why I decided to start an internet business without <laughs> having internet, I'll never know. But I had to surrender to the fact that I couldn't do what my peers were doing. I couldn't post on Facebook every day. I couldn't have a Facebook group. I couldn't, uh, you know, I didn't even, I don't think Instagram was on my radar back then. I couldn't have a podcast. I started as a blogger, but I got burnt out super fast. But what I could do was be a human and grow my email list. I knew that that was the number one thing. I knew everybody in their mother's guru said, if you only take one thing seriously, take your email seriously. And so that's what I did. Anytime I was on the internet, hey, you want to join my email list? Hey, I got this thing over here. You know, always just growing the list and nurturing those people. I I didn't want to drop the ball because it was it was hard growing my list at first, right? And because it was hard, I you know, those subscribers were precious to me, and so I made sure, you know, to, you know, Everything else can go you know where, but I'm going to email my list this week and I'm going to do it in 20 minutes or less because nobody in my life cares about this except for me. 
Like everybody else is kind of rolling their eyes at me. Hey, Liz, you're supposed to be doing this. Hey, Liz, shouldn't you be doing that? Hey, Liz, aren't you being scammed? <laughs> like, hey, you know, doesn't this doesn't make any sense. But to me, it made sense. And so to me, I wanted to connect with those other humans who had consented to hearing from me. And so that's why it was top priority. And that's why I created that 20-minute newsletter framework. It wasn't, you know, that's not just something I say or try to sell because it sounds sexy you know it really is all that I could do back in the day was send that 20 minute newsletter and so you know if that's you just remember like email really is that powerful and so growing your list and nurturing the people that are already on your list uh is so vital to not just your success, but to your energy, you'll feel so much more productive over time. Yeah, I agree. And I hope that if they don't already feel this way, anyone listening to this episode will come away with that message of like, yeah, prioritize email. Like it's the same for me. Anything else falls by the wayside. It's the email that is the thing that I really want to stick to. And as someone with chronic illness, it is the best marketing tool like for it it just does not take loads of energy for me especially when I know I could just do what you said go on Instagram look for a post I wrote send it out as an email it's so important to me and I feel like the other kind of key message that I'm taking from everything that you're saying is it's okay to just do it imperfectly and actually that's the way that's gonna help it work over time amen people want to buy from people they trust you know, there's a reason why giant Fortune 500 companies, you know, spend millions and millions of dollars trying to appear human, right? Social justice campaigns, uh, diversity in their commercials. They're paying, you know, millions for storytelling, right? Because they're not, you know, they're entities. They're not people. You and I have a huge advantage because we're just humans, again, trying to connect with other humans. And we, we don't have to sell them on that idea that we care. We can just, again, be direct and say, hey, I care. Here's how, right? And so, yeah, email is definitely this more intimate channel um, that can really be effective uh, for that, you know, one-to-many turned one-to-one connection that we're striving for in our in our business. Yes, yes, I love that. Okay, so there's a couple of practical things that I'd really love to ask you about before we um, wrap up. Two things that I th- I guess, and, and feel free to add to this list, um, really important in the way we, I guess, set up our email list, list for success when it comes to selling. Um, one is, you know, helping people get to know us and welcoming people in with a welcome sequence. And number two, subject lines and getting those opens. Um, so I would love to know what your best advice is or what do you want people to know? Firstly, about welcome sequences and inviting people in and helping them get to know us to set us up for uh, better sales with email. Yeah, so actually the welcome sequence and subject lines uh, really kind of work well together mm-hmm. um, because when it, when you do your welcome sequence properly, which I'll talk about, 
after your welcome sequence, your subject lines can be kind of crappy and the right people will still open your emails. It's the from line that matters, right? From Ruth, from Liz, from Shahara, right? That's the thing that we're looking at first. We look at the subject line second. And so when we do our welcome sequence really well, we, you know, pop out in the from line and our subject line is secondary. So in your welcome sequence to make that from line really important to like, oh, Ruth sent me something. I can't wait to open it. Right. We all have those people in our inbox or those companies. Ooh, you know, oh, another deal from Etsy. I love Etsy. Right. You know, we all have those from line emails. So in your welcome sequence, you want to share three things. Number one, your personality. And this is not to say, you know, you got to share everything. You might be an introvert, but there's some surface level personality that gets you uh, started with your connection, right? For me, I'm very 90s themed. Uh, you know, you probably can't see me right now. You're just listening, but I've got sync in the background. I've got a troll. I've got Survivor, Seinfeld. I love the 90s. I'm wearing a beanie right now. It's giving Nirvana, Nirvana right? Um I'm very 90s themed. So I share that in my welcome sequence to get people to start connecting. And even if they are not, you know, a late 80s baby like me, oh, I remember when my daughter loved NSYNC or, oh, that was, you know, too late for me. But yeah, you know, I've heard the Backstreet Boys before or whatever, right? Like it's a way to start connecting. So you can create something, you know, or you can share something from pop culture. You can share a beverage, a food you love, the way, the way you like to dress, you know, that surface level personality is enough to get you started in the welcome sequence and enough to get you to stand out in the inbox. The second thing is that vision we already talked so much about. What is that vision you have for your potential students or clients? Share that. For me, I do this all in one sentence on the first email. As much as I love the 90s, I love the idea of you making money with email even more. Boom, I've shared a little bit of personality. Oh, this chick's into the 90s. And that vision, oh, she cares, make money with email. Yes, I, you know, I'm on, in the right place. I'm desperate to make money with email. Liz, help me. Um, and you like in sync, bonus, right? And so sharing that in the welcome sequence, those, that personality and vision is really important. The last thing, and Ruth shared this a little bit at the beginning, is your values right? We want to share, you know, the certain principles that guide the way we do business. Maybe you've got a chronic illness. You know, I value my time. I value my energy. That's why I'm not going to send you, you know, super long emails or daily emails. I'm going once a week and, you know, I'm just going to be direct with you, right? That's setting expectations. Or maybe, you know, you do, you're a talker and that's part of your personality. And so one of your values is real connection. So you can say something like, you know, I'm a talker and I love connection. So I'll be sharing lots of stories and my emails tend to be long, you know, email marketers uh, can go somewhere, but this is who I am, right? Just be yourself and set that expectation from the top. Uh, for example, with my, one of my values, I have an education and leadership background one of my values is inclusivity. And so I share in my welcome sequence, hey, a lot of my offers appear really cheap. That doesn't mean they are cheap. It just means I value inclusivity. No matter where you're at, 
you know, no matter your location, your bank account, I want to be able to help you, right? That's something I was taught early on in college. That's one of my values. So again, personality, vision and values, and then setting the expectation by sharing all of those um, is going to make your welcome sequence really stand out. The right people continue to read your emails, no matter what the subject line is. Um, and it's also going to get the wrong people off our email list. Yeah, I love that. Such a solid framework there. And I'm assuming this is everything that you give in that in your swipe freebie with the welcome sequence, right? Right. Yeah. And so as far as subject lines go, I know those like it's so hard, right? But think about the subject line from the point of you know, I'm just writing this to a friend. I'm just writing this to Ruth, to Liz, to Shahara, to Jeff, whoever your person is, right? Uh, don't try to write for SEO. Don't try to complicate it. Write your newsletter. And then what's the gist of it? And if I was just sending this to Liz, uh, what would I write? And if that's not enough, yes, I do have a mega swipe file that you can get for free at lizwilcox.com. And it's got 52 subject lines in there and an entire welcome sequence written for you and some newsletter samples. So helpful. And I'm linking to that. I mean, there will have been a link at the beginning and end of the episode, but also in the show notes if you want that. Thank you, Liz. That was so, so helpful, like super practical advice. Um, before we wrap up, I just want to ask you four quick fire questions um, about you and your business. So I'm the ready. first question is... Beyond financial success, what impact do you want to have in the world through your work? Yeah, my personal definition of success is to be an example of what's possible. It's why I do things the way that I do them. And so I really just want to show people that, you know, you don't have to be this amazing marketer or already have money or, you know, have unlimited time and energy to make money uh, with what you're passionate about. And so that's the real impact I'm trying to make. I'm trying to go first so you can see that it's uh, possible and you go and do it yourself too. I love it. I can totally see you already having that impact massively. Um, question two, if you could give a message of inspiration or encouragement to past you earlier on in your business journey, what would that be? Don't listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, babe. Oh, love it. Question three, what is one achievement in your business that you really want to celebrate yourself for? The biggest achievement in my business is in 2023, I was able to take 90 days off of work consecutively. That means for three months, I did not turn on my computer. I didn't answer any emails. Um, and for part of that, I didn't even have my phone with me. So you literally couldn't. Uh, contact me. The business grew. Um, I had a $50,000 month that uh, in one of those, um, ran a successful sale, all of that. I don't know anyone, like I literally don't know anyone who has ever done that before. Um, and yeah, I pretty much celebrate myself every day since then. I'm like, oh, you got this. That's crazy. You did that. You're so cool. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. And I feel like more of us could be celebrating that, but that is like so inspirational. Okay, final question. What does soulful selling mean to you? It means that human interaction, you know, again, we talked about this at the very beginning, you know, that human to human interaction. It's not, I'm not trying to be a marketer. 
I'm just trying to help you, right? I know you have this problem and I have this solution. And so within my marketing, I'm just talking as a human to another human who wants to help. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Liz. I'm sure that this is going to be so helpful for so many people. And I will link to all of the things in the show notes as well. Thank you. Yeah, I can't wait to see what everyone does with email. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out Liz's $9 a month email template membership at lizwilcox.com and get her free swipe file, including a welcome sequence, three newsletter templates and 52 subject lines at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash Liz Freebie. That's ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash Liz Freebie. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Soulful Sales. If you have a moment to rate and review, know that it really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation, then you can connect with me on Instagram at Ruth Poundwhite, sign up to my newsletter at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter, or my personal favorite, join me inside the low ticket membership at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash membership. And keep doing what you're doing because your work really does matter.